That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Kaylee, you said you were done eating. (laughs) Well, you kept talking. (laughs) Mm, Yum, okay. Welcome to another number three. I'm Anna. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Katie. <laughs> Guys, we have another really amazing guest on. If you're watching the video, you can just see her sitting next to Katie. Miss Lauren Wood, everyone. Hands up for Lauren Wood. So if you've Hello. listened welcome. If you've listened to our podcast, you know that we frequently bring up the name Lauren Wood. And you're probably like, who is this bitch? Well, she's here today to give her story. <laughs> She was mentioned in the very first episode. She's the one that told us that we were going to a water park instead of the Day Beach Club. Bro, no, the Day Beach Club. <laughs> and yeah, so Lauren can also fend for herself on that story because she claims she didn't call it a water park. Yeah. So Lauren, um, if you want to defend yourself, now is the time. Um, I'm pretty sure I did not say it was a water park because when I think of water park, I think of Coco Keys, exactly. and that was not. <laughs> Absolute opposite. Well, so when I went, it was me, my roommate, and um, this other or these other two people, and we went for dinner one night, and it was like really low key. It was really uh, (laughs) pretty, and I was like, "Oh my god, I think you know, you guys would like to go there." Um, It seemed pretty relaxing. (laughs) I know, like a spa, (laughs) not relaxing at all. Like DJs on Sundays is like a whole club water park day water park <laughs> it was a whole club at this pool basically mm-hmm. and uh it was like vegas and miami like all rolled in yes a little backstory on lauren we've known her known her since we were in kindergarten as well lauren was like my bestie for the rest of in elementary school and then we became really good friends and our moms became really good friends and so we've always kept in touch because our moms are best friends and then in middle school, Lauren moved to Florida. I remember being in Nebraska in middle school and being like, "Who? where's Florida? Why are, you, why are you going to Florida? What do you mean? And so she moved to Florida. And then ever since then, we have spent seven days and seven nights every summer um, visiting Lauren. So, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really there all that much when you guys. She had her, her family owned Dickie's Barbecue, if you guys know what that is. And her parents were like, I don't care that your friends are coming into town. You still have to work at Dickie's or you're fired. I specifically remember being like. We would like drop Lauren off at work and then go hang, go hang out with her friends while Lauren had to work as we were visiting Lauren. Literally ridiculous. We'd be like, can I, can I like have this weekend off? They're like, no, you have to get your chef covered or you're fired. I'm like, you own the restaurant. Like, you literally own it. 
so savage. Mom and dad. Suck my dicky. Uh, Suck my dicky. Yeah, so they went to Florida. I wasn't really uh, able to be there all the time. She was there for the important events. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was there for the main events. But Lauren has been, she's visited us a couple times. She is a Bach native. She, she literally flies to Nebraska, stays with us to go to a party in a parking lot when she lives in Florida. Um, she came to Nashville with us. She's been here for a lot of important events, but now her and her boyfriend are here visiting. Our yeah. first times ever traveling were really to go visit Lauren. Like the first, yeah. the first vacation like I ever did without my parents was yeah, honestly parents to see was Lauren Wood. Lauren. Well, Katie came down first and then it was Katie and Kaylee. And I remember was- texting you for the first time. I had just broken up. My actually, I didn't break up with him. He broke up with me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> out of a relationship, and I was like, I got was go. going crazy. I was going crazy. I just got out of a four year relationship as I'm 17 years old. Um, and I was like, I was honestly 16, and I texted Lauren, I'm like, hey. I know you haven't seen Kaylee Gates in like probably <laughs> six years, but can me and her go stay at your house for a week? <clears throat> and we did. Um, and then the next summer, Anna came along. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, was, and the rest is history. Well, it was interesting because like they, so Anna and I sat at like in middle school, we sat at the same lunch table. And then like Katie and Kaylee sat at a different lunch table. The popular lunch and table. It's just really funny how they all <laughs> came to merge because the people at my lunch table were singing One Direction during like the lunches, like full <laughs> on choreography high school music. To <laughs> give you guys a gist of who me and Lauren were friends with in middle school versus Katie and Kaylee, like they were always at the popular tables, whatever. But I me knew and- that this was going to be the conversation. We wore horse masks. We were literally in horse masks listening. I wasn't a One Direction fan, but like okay, but, everyone but else like, was. Just because we were at separate tables, like we still hung out like in yeah. class and stuff. Like yeah. we were still friends. School buddies, yeah. Same lunch table. Like, yeah. It's just funny how different our lunch tables were. Like I remember yeah. there was this one time that One Direction was on tour or something and Harry Styles like thrusted his hips and there was a video of it that went viral on Twitter and Lauren actually started crying at lunch. <laughs> I remember this. I hated Harry Styles because of this bitch. I literally was like, but I would bring, <laughs> I found a picture the other day and it made me literally geek out. It was me with my, I would bring my Nile horn cardboard cutout to class. Fuck that thing. For Shud's classroom to scare him. And I have a photo of This is a life-size. This is a life-size cutout. Life-size six-foot-tall cutout of Nile horn. And I would just put it in her English teacher's uh, classroom to scare the shit out of him. And every day, like, I'm just bringing it. He's like, God damn it, Lauren. One time I showed up. One time I showed up to middle school in a Hillary Clinton mask. So like, <laughs> if you're wondering what kind of what kind of middle school experiences we had, like me and Lauren were weird. That was not my middle school experience at all. You were you were dating Lauren. boys, and I was in a Hillary Clinton mask in English class. I was dating boys, and I don't know what I was. No. I don't know what I was doing in middle Hillary school. Was I, was, I think books. I was like kind of a. I was like irrelevant. I don't know. I like just did my. Kaylee was a nerd. I was reading books. I was like Loki a nerd. Kaylee was reading books and mm-hmm. I was being the, the top naughty. AR reader. What kind of book? Kaylee was scared of me <laughs> in middle school because I was too crazy. Katie and Lauren, can you please tell the appendix story? <laughs> oh my oh, god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, okay, so. <laughs> 
Moral of the story is Lauren almost died. <laughs> Lauren just goes, am I allowed to talk about my period? <laughs> what? <laughs> so one day I wake up and I'm like, not well. And I get up, I, you know, I'm sick, obviously. I remember stumbling back to my room and I faint. And I'm like, okay, this isn't a period. Because my stomach <laughs> hurt really how, bad. How old are you? Wait, how old are you? What grade are we? Um, I was 12. We were in sixth grade. And I was like, well, I don't have a boyfriend, so I'm not pregnant. <laughs> And so I literally never kissed anyone. I'm I not literally pregnant. never kissed anybody. So I'm not pregnant. <laughs> um, but so I told my mom that I was having really bad cramps and that I had a fever of like over a hundred and I was throwing up and I begged her to take me to the hospital. And they were like, no, it's your period. I was like, it's literally not like I'm telling you right now. And so anyways, I uh, went to the hospital and you finally convinced your parents to take you to the ER. My mom was like, if this is your period, you're paying the bill. And I'm like, I'm 12. I'm 12. I'm 12. I'm 12. I'm 12. And so I went to the hospital. They said, go get a CAT scan done. So I got a CAT scan. Anyways, long story short, I had to get emergency surgery for my appendix. Um, we got it removed. And I was out of school for, I think, like, a little over a week there was like rumors about lauren yeah like, like we didn't know what happened to her like lauren disappeared like, dead people thought she died <laughs> i just disappeared and um <laughs> i came back one day and <laughs> okay she comes back like during lunchtime like everyone's in one concentrated part of the school so everyone's watching this happen lauren is in a growl fit so gray sweatpants and a gray shirt and she's hunched over like holding her stomach and i swear to god she walks in and everyone in the lunchroom like turns their head and, and, there's, like, and they're like oh she's alive it's alive and she's hunched over like and we're like Oh my God, Lauren's alive. I'm holding my intestines in. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, I remember this so vividly. Literally, all you see is you turn around. Everybody is looking at Lauren Wood. And there, I remember it was like a sunny day and there was like a shard of light just like hitting, <laughs> hitting Lauren as she's walking in. Coming from heaven. She's like hobbling and like holding, holding her side where her appendix was literally just removed. And she's like... Literally limping through our lunch area, and it was the biggest deal in middle school. But we're glad it was because, like, nobody in middle school gets emergency surgery. Like, it's like a big deal. The entire school knew about it, and Lauren decided to make quite the statement coming back from her surgery. I think my favorite memories with Lauren happened in Nashville, though. This is Katie and I's, and I believe Lauren's first like big girl trip as twenty-one year olds. It's my mom's and birthday trip. It was my for Katie's mom's birthday 50th birthday? 51st, but... 51st don't, birthday, okay. Don't forget, don't forget. Okaboji was the 50th birthday party. And her boyfriend, boyfriend went to jail. Yeah. Like, my mom loves Nashville. I swear to God, she's been playing this trip ever since I was born. Honestly, she so excited to take us to Nashville. She's like, okay, like, you can bring a friend, like... Whatever. So Anna wasn't going to be 21 at that point. So I couldn't bring, I brought Kaylee and then my sister, my older sister came and brought her friend, Nicole. Who and was so, also supposed to be here to tell this story, but yeah, she lost her voice here. after waste management. Yeah. And Sorry, so Nicole. me, me, Nicole and Lauren and my sister, obviously all grew up in the same neighborhood. So I was like, okay, like let's have Lauren come and we're going to have, try to have Lauren's mom come to like celebrate the birthday or whatever because we all have known each other since childhood and stuff but lauren's mom couldn't come at the beginning but so we get to nashville we all kind of land at different times because we're all coming from different places 
So we had all gotten there. Nothing crazy had happened yet. But when we were like all eating and drinking at this restaurant and we had decided all the single girls, so me, Katie, and Nicole, uh, made an agreement to have a <laughs> kissing competition on this trip, which I think is like ignited the actions for the remainder yeah. of the vacation because we're, like, we're we, competitive as fuck like this is gonna yeah. be we were like we were like set out i was like i'm gonna fucking win this kissing competition if it's the last thing i do which we're i was talking not. about this with my mom like this is yeah. my mom and julie's season. julie's just there she's like ha, ha, you girls are so funny <laughs> yeah. like, she's like yeah so, and at this point um, my mom had no no one her age so it was my mom and like <laughs> six psycho pathic like 20 year olds like 20 year olds and so us five girls stayed in one hotel room and then it was just my mom and the other one which is kind of rude but we're like no like we all want to be together in this room like you and your friend can go and stay there and so our room was actually atrocious like genuinely scary and disgusting like it gives me anxiety thinking about that room because it was literally so disgusting five suitcases just spilled out everywhere we didn't we were go 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 it was also the end of july so it was steamy and disgusting humid as fuck it was disgusting there was a euro stand right by our our hotel which everyone decided to get euros at the end of each night our room was covered in euros and trail euros and ketchup there would be a trail of like onions leading from the hallway into our room we said how my mom had no adults with her so me and my sister had bought lauren wood's mom's plane ticket to go and surprise my mom for her birthday and because she couldn't come or whatever and so like that was my mom's birthday present and her pam her mom came and surprised her and it was like this huge exciting thing they hadn't seen each other in like a couple years but they are like the bestest of best friends and so obviously this is friday night we're hyped up pam just got here like we are going absolutely crazy dancing on tables like (laughs) the moms are dancing on tables and sneaking into booths like they are like we had gotten kicked out from the bars the night before and everything so we were just going crazy (laughs) there's a lot of other details that can't be said that happened um no like we dead ass like when we said we had a kissing competition like I was, we were literally making out in front of Katie and Lauren's moms. Like, yeah. no regrets or anything. We're like, you, fuck and, it, let's you and Katie it. were? No, we weren't. Literally, by the end of this Nashville trip, the bouncers knew who we were. We all decided to pretend that it was Nicole's bachelorette party. And we all, which like, we didn't, we had never been to Nashville before. So we didn't realize we that we were literally. Yeah, we thought we were going to stick out, which we honestly did because we had light up cowgirl hats on. Middle of the day, regardless what time it was, like these hats were always lit. I was always able to find anyone in the clubs because their hats were lit up. Pro tip, if you're going on a big girls trip, get light up hats because you can always find them. You can always find them. But so one of the nights I got kicked out of the bar and in my fucking light up cowgirl hat and I showed back up the next day and they were like, oh no, not you again. Out of the bar. <laughs> so I have this thing where when boys get too close to me at like bars or clubs or anything, I literally just like shove them out of my way. I'm like, you're weird. I don't know you. Don't touch me. And so I'm dancing, having the time of my life on top of this stage. And some guy like kind of like grabs me a little bit. Like I think he was talking to me, but I couldn't hear him. And I like elbow shove him away. I'm like, get away from me. And... Uh, Turns out he was the bouncer at the <laughs> bar at Whiskey Row in Nashville. And I'm and he was like, that's it. You're out. You're getting kicked out. And walkie talkies 
And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were a bouncer. Like, I, I like didn't mean to do that. I thought you were just a random creepy man because you are unlabeled. You're just like in an all black outfit. Like anyone could be fucking wearing that. And he walkie talkies. <laughs> Kaylee gets swarmed. He talks into his walkie talkie. I am swarmed like, by bouncers at this club. And in like, your light up oh hat. <laughs> in my light up hat. They legit almost going to pick me up off the stage and like carry me out and I was like no 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 like I will leave like oh my gosh like I'm so sorry like it was a complete misunderstanding like whatever and so it was a complete under misunderstanding that I just assaulted you (laughs) (laughs) sorry my bad and so Katie and Lauren's mom are watching this happen and I'm like getting like escorted out by a group of large security guards yeah and I was like fuck that I'm going back in so there is a ginormous line like in with oh my god outside of whiskey row of people and I was like I'm fucking cutting it like I'm getting back in I was like I feel bad if I'm gonna like ruin their fun like we were having fun I need to get back in so I cut this giant line of people I was like I have to get back in there can I please like I'm getting in I get to the front of the line within 30 seconds the bouncer like the front door bouncer didn't even have time to like nobody had time to tell him that I wasn't allowed back in or whatever he let me in and the bouncers are still at the spot where I was kicked out. And they're like, how the fuck are you back in here? <laughs> um, just like teleported. <laughs> I just like snapped my fingers and I was back in the bar. And at that point, um, they had already all left and were waiting for me outside, like searching for me. And then so I walked back out of the bar and they were like, how the hell? Like wh- what just happened? And so... I was in such a bad mood because I'm like, you just ruined my fun. And it wasn't even on purpose. Like, I didn't mean to do that. And so I write, I go on Google. Keep in mind, the middle of the night, like midnight, we went to a different bar. I'm literally typing away this, like, terrible, nasty like, Google review black, because new, I'm like. Fake nails on, like, <laughs> like yeah. looking on her phone, like, in the corner. Like, Kaylee was really feisty on this Nashville trip now that I'm thinking about it because we have another aggressive story that Kaylee did on this trip as well. Okay, one star for Dirk's Bentley Whiskey Row. Dare I say my worst Na- Nashville experience yet. I was having fun until an unlabeled security guard came up behind me and grabbed me, therefore me instinctively pushing him aside, not knowing who he was. This then resulted in me being kicked out without telling me why. After asking multiple security guards, they could not answer my question. They then kicked out my entire friend group who did nothing wrong. Hands down my worst bar experience I've ever witnessed. Why did witness? I don't know why I use that verb. If you're going to touch me, Below the shoulders, at least let it be known you are a security guard and give me a reason why. No one should ever go here, and I am expecting and I am expecting a compensation for what I had to go through. <laughs> I'm sure no one's been to Whiskey Row since, Kaylee. <laughs> okay, um, I, I want to hear the next story that involves ketchup and Kaylee. So, like I said, there's this Euro stand right by our hotel, and we were obviously drunk and hungry, so we stopped at it every fucking night. This particular night, there was a lady in a pink dress next to me. And I'm squirting ketchup on my fries because I am a ketchup whore. I love ketchup. And so I'm offering it to the lady next to me. And I'm like, you want some ketchup, queen? Because, um, (laughs) like, me literally being friendly to this girl. (laughs) Like, I was just trying to be nice. And she was like, no, I don't like your commentary. And I was like, excuse excuse me what the fuck what did, did you, you just say, say? <laughs> and so I'm like first I, first of all I'm taken aback because I was just trying to be nice and I'm like taking it all in I'm like what the fuck and I watch this lady go talk shit on me to her friends as she's walking away and I was like this lady Screw is this about lady. to root 
the freaking day. So I grabbed the bottle of ketchup that I so kindly offered to her and chased her down the street, <laughs> literally squirting the ketchup at her. And I like finally catch up to her and I go, are you talking about me? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what, what honestly happened and then she after goes, that. With the ketchup. And I just squirt. <laughs> I didn't ever the ketchup never got on her because I like knew that it was that would be a little too aggressive but but I, I was just like seeing... you want that fucking ketchup now bitch queen okay so queen, I'm sorry for using the word queen I'm, I'm literally at the ketchup stand with her and I'm watching Kaylee fucking run down the street with the ketchup bottle chasing this woman I'm just like oh my god Kaylee's gonna actually get arrested right now for squirting someone with ketchup but she never did but then she brings the ketchup bottle to the hotel room and the community ketchup bottle of the euro stand wake up roll over it was it was on my side because i was next to the nightstand i wake up and i just see a fucking ketchup bottle in my face with the room reeking of euro it was horrible okay so that next morning is when i had a meltdown okay so it is the end of july in nashville Apparently, this place is the most humid it place is on earth. Scorching hot. Scorching hot, and we're violently, violently hungover. So we get ready. You know, it's day three. We are struggling so hard, and it is probably the hottest day. And so my mom was like, told us that she was going to take us to this place on Nashville because she had been to Nashville before and none of us else have. So we're walking and walking, and I am actually dripping in sweat. Like, my body is wet. I am hungover and I am not happy. It looks like I had just jumped in a pool. My hair could have been like squeegeed out because of how sweaty I was. And so we're walking for like a good 20 minutes. And then my mom, I'm like, where are we going, mom? Where are we going? We're on, we're walking down Broadway and I'm thinking that there's something, a place with air conditioning that we're going to walk to because it's so hot. So we walked to the end of the street in Broadway and I look at my mom like, okay, where are we going? What's the next move? She just goes, oh, I just wanted to show you the end of the street. And I look at her and I go, bitch, you better be fucking kidding me right now. You wanted to show me the street. It is 110 degrees outside right now. And the humidity is 1000%. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm making the scene and everyone's just kind of annoyed. Like, where what are we like, doing i was like doing? literally about to faint as well like i was we were all suffering and we're like and then i'm like we weren't ending in a spot with ac air conditioning no we were ending on the street and so then i'm like we need to go to air conditioning right now or i'm actually going to die and so she's like we can go to the hard rock cafe i'm like i don't want to go to the hard rock cafe in nashville i don't want to do that and so we're walking this one place with air conditioning i am literally soaking wet so we walk in and me and kaylee are wearing like shorts and a crop top and this lady looks at us points at her friends like look what they're wearing and i'm like oh my god i actually not fucking now bitch and i was like i can't even tell kaylee this because i know that she's gonna make a scene hence how she has the past two nights and she's she's gonna assault someone with her hands now because we don't have ketchup near so after that i was just fed up i'm like i'm not i'm not going anywhere i'm and katie and i were like we we need to digress from the group like we need to get away i'm like i need to decompress because i'm not going to be happy or nice to anyone if i'm about to go with the group and so we go to this bar literally called losers and me and (laughs) kaylee sat there for like like literal losers (laughs) just like hunched over trying to water hydrate back up it was literally terrible the last night of the trip 
everyone got separated in different places. Like no one, no one was together at all. All seven of us are in actually different places. People are crying. I'm blind. Lauren got drugged. Kaylee's doing something. <laughs> Let's else. back up there. Can we else. can we elaborate on all those situations? Um, okay. Katie lost her contacts. I lost my contacts when we were out at the barks. Just if you have contacts, just sometimes they just fall out of your eyes, I guess. And my mom's like, "Someone help Katie. She's alone at the bar and she can't see." Like in and all she's caps. blind. <laughs> and she's blind. Lauren is downstairs at the bar and she got fucking drugged. And all she could say is "bar." And so that's where that is. My sister, Poor Lauren. My sister went home hotel, crying. Went home crying because she found out that for her job she works four days a week and has one days off. One day off, and she found out that she has tuesday off instead of like a monday or a friday so she went home crying what <laughs> um my situation i just remember being on stage dancing to pony and then all of a sudden i i had honestly not drank a lot that day i think i probably had one drink because it was just the end of the trip i was really dehydrated i was kiss tired. count is 50 yeah i was running off of you're gonna hate me for saying it. i was running off of dayquil and i was running off of an emergency packet and that an was excedrin like, an excedrin there's so much excedrin on that trip so much excedrin um and i remember which is literally an over-the-counter what it what even is it, like, so migraine it's medicine a, yeah, it's a headache. but, but I, I take it because i like when i'm hungover i just i don't get like nauseous or anything i just get really really bad headaches and so i discovered that the only thing that helps me is excedrin and it has caffeine in it so it kind of like pumps you up and gets you going a little bit and i introduced it apparently no one had heard of it before this trip and every literally before we'd go out taylor's like keely can i get some excedrin i'm like holy shit is this like cocaine like what <laughs> literally excedrin. and then she took it to study because it gave her energy she literally took excedrin to study I remember getting down into the crowd, my light-up hat on. I don't see any other light-up hats. I'm like, okay, these bitches fucking left me. And so I'm in the crowd, and this woman comes up to me, and she was like, hey, do you want this vodka Red Bull? Like, I ordered it, but I don't really want it anymore. Should have been my first red flag. You took like, it? That's how I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed nice. And so um, I... I, you know, I made the mistake, but I didn't drink too much of it. I literally had two sips and I already started feeling really weird, very down. And I was like, something is wrong with this drink. So I make it over to the bar. I'm like, my vision is blurry at this point. I make it over to the bar. Same. I give it, <laughs> I give it to the bartender. I'm like, throw this out. I need water. Something was in this drink. Please do not let me go anywhere from this bar. I need to, you need to watch me, please. I will give you money. <laughs> and so he basically babysat me for the next hour. Because everyone left. Uh, you guys because everybody worst. was gone. I was like, I'm going to get taken. And then finally, I'm like, okay, I guess I got to go get Katie. I go get Katie. She's crying in the bathroom, blind. Like, Why? <laughs> so we, I grab her. We're still in our light-up cowboy hats. And we're stumbling out of this bar. And I, at this point, I had left the bar, and I was waiting for them outside the bar. And I was like, and the bar was closing, so I knew they were coming out soon. And I was like, I hope they come out of this entrance or this exit. Like, I really hope. And all of a sudden, they just like bust open the door and i'm like there's my friend <laughs> we're falling out of the bar and then lauren was like so there was this bouncer that, that was working there every single night and lauren was like hey like i think his name was josh like josh like it's her, it's her last night like you have to kiss her you have to kiss her literally keep in mind this <laughs> literally we're friends on snapchat keep in mind this man is literally clocked in like getting paid at this moment and he 
literally makes out with me just like in the open in front of everyone in front of his coworkers, and i was like holy shit in conclusion the trip was so much fun we were cracking so, so much fun that lauren <laughs> broke up with her boyfriend and he's in the room I, I was going through i mean we all have our moments my moment was just very long no I, lauren then texted us after was like i just broke up with max blah blah, blah and we're all in the group chat like holy shit what did Whoa. we just do what did because we I've been do for three years but i was just like not in a happy place and then that trip just kind of because taylor the whole time was like oh my god i miss my boyfriend oh my god i want to see him so bad i wish he was here and i was like if i see max i'm a millie walk <laughs> okay so we just got done talking about how um lauren broke up with her boyfriend from a nashville trip so it's only right if we bring him on the show and ask him about his wife each other for the first time since i'm kidding no they've been back together and we love max so much so max why don't you sit next to katie and we can just ask you questions because you're a freaking pilot (laughs) so now we have mr max on and max you're a pilot like are you the youngest pilot in this united states i'm pretty young so the youngest you can be an airline pilot is 21 and i 22 so i would have been a pilot at 21 if covid didn't happen that sent me back a year but uh, i'm 22 right now and i'm an airline don't pilot. even sit, tell me that pilot. honestly yeah the fact that someone is uh, has the ability to become a pilot at 21 years old mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy so nashville triggered our flight anxiety and literally from that point on like anytime i get on a flight i always get like a little nervous that it's going to be bumpy and i'm gonna die basically because i feel like a lot of times when we are flying, we're always like crippling hungover and it's yeah. just like those two don't mix well together. And so I've recently, um, ever since Nashville had slight flight anxiety. Katie's is worse. Mine has gotten so bad. I can tell you firsthand that these planes are so reliable nowadays that, I mean, most of the planes can land themselves, but most times the pilots will either hand fly up to 10,000 feet and then turn the autopilot off about a thousand feet before landing. They can even take the plane all the way down to land by itself but a lot of people like you know actually like flying the planes and landing it but they're super safe not only are the airplanes safe but we go through rigorous training um, to make sure that the flights are safe as well max is so professional i've never seen you talk this professional in my life what? <laughs> we only know max by him literally mooning us literally so max when we ever we came to florida he was like yeah i want to take you guys up on my little plane it's like a small little plane we're like fuck no i don't want to know my pilot i'm not getting in an airplane with you i just don't i'm sure you're great and amazing but i don't want to know my pilot at all especially if he's mooned me and i've been drunk with him so we've I've literally okay. seen his butt crack i don't want you to fly yeah, a plane literally yeah uh do you feel like a badass when you walk through the airport in your pilot uniform? you know he does you know he, he does. feels like a badass when he walks into any establishment max feels like a badass when we ask him so many questions they're like <laughs> oh my god our pilot friend there, i mean i'm not gonna lie a lot of pilots have huge egos i'm probably one of them <laughs> <laughs> um definitely putting on the uniform you have this sense like i want to say i'm better than me he's like yeah i can fly i can fly a plane yeah i can fly a plane I feel like as a pilot, you probably have some wild stories, some untold stories. So this is your platform now. Tell us. Yes. <laughs> this is your platform now. Speak I got now. I got cool stories. I got near-death stories. I got them all. So I'm, I'm going to share some of my uh, funny <laughs> stories with you guys. So in order for this first story, I got to give you a little background. It took place about uh, 
with background is three weeks prior to this story, I had to take my boss's kids and him up to Asheville, North Carolina, because I was dropping them off at summer camp. So that was a three hour flight and we dropped them off and I came back. No problems. The problem was the flight back. So picking them up, he's like, we have to be in Asheville at 9 a.m. And I'm like, OK, so what time do we need to leave? He goes, we need to leave at five in the morning. I'm like, all right, that's the earliest I've ever flown. So the <laughs> so the day before comes and it's like 12 o'clock and I'm like, crap, I need to be getting some sleep. And. 12 o'clock comes, I'm not asleep yet. One o'clock comes, I'm not asleep. I'm like, crap, I got to be up in three hours and fly <laughs> my boss. And uh, operate an airplane. Yeah, and operate an airplane to pick him up. Because he was like, the camp closes at 10 o'clock. So if they're not picked up by 10 o'clock, we have issues. I don't know how I'm going to get them. I'm like, all right, all right, no pressure. It's 2 a.m. now and I haven't sleep. So at this point, I kind of gave up. I'm like, all right, I'm not giving any sleep. Let me just pull an all-nighter. So I get to the airport around 4.30 in the morning like kind of jittery because i'm like holy crap i'm like going on zero hours of sleep we take off no problems on takeoff it's five in the morning we're going at about 200 miles an hour at six thousand feet pitch blackout nobody's on the radios the problem comes when he's passed out and it's just me and my intrusive thoughts <laughs> oh my god as and you're I, flying an airplane yes and i'm just like oh wow this would like suck if something went wrong right now and then i'm like i'm getting a little nervous and next thing i know i'm like what's going on in my stomach and so i nudge, <laughs> i wake my boss up i give him a little nudge and i'm like hey i think i might throw up but he's like nah man you're good and goes back to sleep and then he goes back to sleep 15 minutes later i nudge him again i'm like dude i'm about to throw up so i grab the six sack great Thank God this plane I didn't autopilot. I was flying on autopilot the entire time. Grab a six sack. And he he looks at me and I look at him and I just go Wah! right into <laughs> right into a bag. And at that exact moment, air traffic control is trying to contact me as I'm throwing up. But granted, my boss is is not a he's a pilot, but he's not really a pilot. And so I'm throwing up and air traffic control is trying to talk to me. And I'm like, I, I can't say a word because I'm so congested. I'm, I, tried to talk i'm like <laughs> and, and they're like and, and they're like say again and i'm like uh we're we need to go to gainesville and i'm like really muffled he's like gainesville why do you need to go to gainesville and i'm like pilot is little sick right now and they're like how many souls on board i'm like oh just the two of us and you know we're not declaring an emergency i just kind of got it all out Sore's not over yet so we get to gainesville it's still pretty dark out it's around 6 a.m you only made it an hour. That's only an hour in. Oh my only an hour in. And so we're about to land and I'm kind of all disoriented because I just kind of threw up and everything. And I'm like, all right, now I need to land this thing. By far the worst landing of my aviation career. We touched down not once, not twice, but three times. It was a triple <laughs> bounce landing. And my boss looks at me. He's like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, now that we come to a stop. So well, yeah. luckily it wasn't a big commercial plane with like a bunch of people on it. I think yeah. that would have maybe been more of an emergency. But mm -hmm. wouldn't you have a co-pilot if that was the case, right? Yeah, we always have co-pilots. But when you this is when I was flying small planes. Mm -hmm. So it's just me and there's only four seats in it. Yeah. So it's just me and my boss and definitely made. That's like even scarier. <laughs> yeah, that's so scary. I mean, at the end of the time, we were we were both laughing about a month later. We were laughing about it. They gave me so much crap. And the I mean, it was even funnier because they still ended up paying me, even though <laughs> they didn't really do what they were supposed to. You do. still got paid. You still yeah. deserve it, though. Plane. That's mm -hmm. hilarious. Any other uh, stories, Max, that come to mind? 
Oh my gosh. I was, uh, I was thinking the <laughs> other day, this is going back to my student pilot day. So this is when I was flying with an instructor and I was the student. And so one of the things you got to practice as a pilot is, uh, emergency procedures. So one common practice we do is simulated engine failures. All that is, is pulling the throttle out and simulating like you have an engine. So we're over at Clearwater Beach. Um, it's about 3,000 feet in the air. Nice day. And he's like, all right, simulated engine failure. So my instructor pulls the throttle out. I do my checklist and everything. And so we're going down, we're cruising. We're going down to the beach and we're at 1,000 feet. I'm like, all right, when do you want me to start climbing away? He's like, oh, I'll let you know. So we're still descending. At this point, we're descending from a thousand we're going all the way down a little too much for my comfort and we get to about 700 feet and i look at him he's like keep going and i'm like keep going what do you mean we're getting close to the ground and then we're getting oh my to god like no thank 600 you 600 feet and you could see like the condos and all the oh, no. uh, hotels off the left they're like eye level with you and i'm like looking at him he's like you're good keep going i want to see if you'll make it and i'm like what <laughs> 500 feet comes and you look down at the beach and you see a whole, because this is Clearwater Beach. This is a very popular tourist beach. You see a yeah. whole bunch of people start running. Oh. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at my instructor. I'm like, what do, what do you want me to do? And he goes, all right, we can go away now. So we're at 500 feet. I finally punch it, throw the throttle back in and start climbing away. And I'm like, dude, did you see all those people Wait, running? Wait, that's hilarious. <laughs> you are running. Oh, so about to crash into Clearwater like, Beach. People who think we're about to crash into them and – and I'm like, he's like, all right, let's not do that again. I'm like, please don't. And so uh, <laughs> I want to hear it from their point of view. Like all of a sudden <laughs> I look up in the sky and an airplane is coming at me. Well, another thing is since the throttles pulled idle, the plane's basically silent. So to them, they're like, why am I not hearing airplane noises? So mm -hmm. they could very well think that we're crashing. But once I threw that uh, throttle back in and the engines pulled up, you can definitely see people start calming down. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Would it be better to crash on land or in water? I would say it depends where on land. Because if you're over trees and stuff, you're kind of screwed. Water, water at some point, if you're going fast enough, it acts almost like cement, mm -hmm. but then you'll end up, you know, sinking, of course. Um, so where we are, I mean, we're kind of on the beach, like I said, we're kind of right where the sand starts is probably the best spot to put it down in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Right where all the people are, of course. Right where all the people are. Oh my god, a plane's crashing, ruining yeah. my vacation. It's just Max. It's just Max in flight school. That's but, hilarious. But along the same lines of engine failure procedures comes uh, another funny story I've had where this time I'm the instructor and my students fly in the plane. It's like driver's ed, but like with an airplane. Exactly. A little bit, a little bit more <laughs> higher stakes, a little bit more dangerous. That's hilarious. Um, so it's, it's kind of similar scenario. We're flying out along the beach because this is where we do all our practice turns, climbs and descents and all that fun stuff. And I tell my student to, uh, all right, descend me to, we're at 4,000 feet. I tell her to send me to 3,000 because I see other aircraft ahead at the same altitude. So instead of pulling the throttle, she pulls the, so for context, there's uh, two knobs really in these small um, airplanes. There's a throttle and there's a mixture. The mixture controls kind of how much fuel is mixed with the air. And the way you turn off a plane is actually by pulling the mixture out. So I'm like, and there, there's two knobs that are kind of right next to each other. I'm like, sorry, descend me. I'm not paying attention. I'm looking at all the freaking people swimming in the water, all the birds, all the animal life. She pulls the mixture out. Oh, no. Next thing you know is you hear the plane engine goes, and I'm looking at her, and she goes, oh, my gosh. So she was so, like, shocked at the time. I had to, like, 
step in and you could hear the engine quitting because at this point, no fuel is getting to the engine. So, so I, I had to push the, the mixture back in and it was like struggling to come back. And I'm like, I'm like, grab the checklist, grab the checklist. And a few seconds later, the engine kind of spooled back up and I'm like, Ooh, and we're going to call it a day at that. <laughs> I've seen enough. Holy shit. Yeah, I canceled my last lesson. I'm like, yeah, I almost died. My student almost turned off the engine on accident. But as um, Max is just looking at people swimming. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my looking god. At, <laughs> looking at all the she dolphins. really did descend on that. Oh right? yeah, we definitely went down. <laughs> we definitely were going down. Technically did descend. That's uh yeah. crazy. And I feel bad for driver's ed teachers already. So I really feel bad for plane instructor instructors now. What do you think about when people clap when you're done with the flight? Please, the only way you can clap is if we lose an engine and we land it. Then we deserve a clap. But if it's just a normal flight, we don't. Please don't clap. What What's the conversation between the pilot and the co and the co-pilot when everyone's clapping on the plane? I I can't even tell you. Sometimes, well, the actually there's one time where the pilots will clap for the other pilot. It's when we actually make a bad landing, the other pilot will look at it and be like, all right, pretty, pretty <laughs> solid job there. And knowing you just, you know, slam the airplane down. Um, that's when pilots will actually clap. I've clapped for a couple of my uh, students when they just slam us down. I'm like, mm -hmm. great job as sarcasm. <laughs> Whenever I land in a plane, not personally land the plane, but I'm inside of it. <laughs> I always, this is like so funny i always rate the landings that i have like one through ten yeah is it like the most pressure to land a plane well and like have a perfect smooth landing you're always shooting for a smooth landing i'm still fairly new so a lot of my landings they're not hard but they're not smooth they're kind of like okay yeah. we landed like you know you know i landed the plane because you'll know you landed a lot of the other i mean some of the good pilots you definitely can't tell if you land or not because it's so smooth i'm trying mm -hmm. to get there there you go well, let's clap for Max. <laughs> Thank you so much, Max, for joining. We appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you for, Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your service. A Huda Media Production.